0: Welcome to the Faith Seeking Freedom podcast, a project of the Libertarian Christian Institute. Your questions about faith and liberty deserve thoughtful answers, and we're dedicated to giving you solid responses so you can live free and flourish.
1: All right, today we have an excellent question. I don't know who this comes from. Doug just handed this one off to me, but the question is asked, what is the best way to convince my pastor to become a libertarian, even if he doesn't openly identify himself as one? Well, now we get to the nitty-gritty and the deep stuff, right? Well, hopefully I can answer this, you know, somewhat as specifically and vaguely as I can. How's that for a contradiction in terms? This is actually really hard, and sometimes I would say, you know, I, maybe it depends on the, how I'm feeling on the day and how I want to answer it. No, but uh, okay. But here we go. First off. I'm not sure there is a best way. And I'm not sure there's a quick way either. If you're wondering if that would be where I'd try to go. I think that it is a slow and steady wins the race here in the end. If (laughs) what I would like to say is that with regards to pastors, really it's the same as any Christian in some level, in that the best way I know to do it is to appeal to the good aspects of their theology that they already believe. And ask them to become more consistent about it. So, you know, there are so many good components of the libertarian way of thinking about political theory and economics and ethics that so closely align with the Christian way of thinking that I think it's really just sometimes we get confused by the world around us and the common political beliefs of our culture that we miss. Some of the easy ways in which we can become more consistent with our theology just by paying a little more attention to the details. So, you know, appeal to the good things in their theology to ask and love thy neighbor as thyself, saying that God is no, doesn't show favoritism. He doesn't, what is the, the phrase from James? He's no respecter of persons, for instance. In other words, Christianity doesn't believe that anybody is held to a different moral standard on the basis of privilege of position. You know, just because you wear a policeman's uniform or or a politician or a king or a pastor or a pope means that you get to have a different standard of morality applied to you. In fact, if anything, some people may be held to higher standards, in fact. So you don't get a pass to be able to commit aggression against people just because you have a badge and so on. And so, you know, those sorts of things... Like when you really start to unpack that to your fellow believers, I think that can be a powerful way for them to realize that libertarian ideas are in fact in concordance with the way that Christians think about morality and the way in which God treats us. Okay, so that's part of it. And then I think the second part is teaching better economics. Again, this is, there's no quick fix to this. This is kind of the slow and steady wins the race deal. It is baffling sometimes, especially the more I have learned about economics, how sometimes you'll hear such terrible economic ideas from the pulpit, especially if it pertains to anything relating to current affairs spoken from the pulpit. I've just, I mean, it's absolutely baffling. I've heard inflation blamed on completely wrong things. I've heard about, you know, (laughs) I've heard various things from a whole lot of Christians, of course, over the years. I mean, it can kind of get a little crazy. So understanding economics well, and especially just from the basic point of view about, you know, why the free market is better to solve for problems of poverty than government intervention. I mean, I mean, that's always a powerful piece of the puzzle that when people begin to understand that market economics is so much better for solving problems than centralized planning. You know, so many people who are interested in things like helping poverty and whatnot be abated. You can't argue against that. So I think it's just, it's a targeted effort of dealing with theology, of dealing with economics and just getting people to be more consistent and better educated while simultaneously like describing a better world that they can live in if individual liberty is honored throughout the society.
0: This podcast was inspired by our popular book, Faith Seeking Freedom, which is available on Kindle, softcover and audiobook at faithseekingfreedom.com. Want your questions answered on our podcast? Email us at podcast at com, And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast so we can reach more Christians with the message of liberty.